there are lifestyle changes that we can make ourselves and there are things that we can do in our own day-to-day lives to help with this bigger problem and not saying that if every single person makes a couple of small changes that all of a sudden we're going to reverse all the damage that we've done and that's going to be fine but the change starts with us and if we can begin to change things that we're doing and be more mindful of our actions and the things that we do and how they impact climate change more broadly I think that that's a really good place to start. Welcome to the Renew Our World podcast. Renew Our World is a global movement of Christians who believe that since we are truly image bearers of God, we should act like it, living out love for one another in actions and in truth. Since we are image bearers of God, we won't stand by while our neighbours are trapped in poverty and we won't stay idle as creation is left untended and inequality is left to fester. In this podcast, we're going to go on a journey together of discovering a theology of creation care. We'll be discussing the latest in climate news, chatting with industry leaders, theologians and practitioners and hearing from some of our incredible partners who are working on the ground. Join us this season as we learn about creation care and what we can do in our own lives to play part in a much bigger restorative story. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Renew Our World podcast. Uh, As usual, I'm Elise. I'm coming from you from lockdown in Melbourne and David, um... Hello, where are you? Uh, still, in, still in Bristol, Elise. Still in Bristol. Um, sli- slightly less lockdown as as we were back in episode one, but uh, you know, still, still definitely not doing everything that I, I used to do. Um, have I a, feel like we've done a-, a little bit of a 180 where last in episode one you were in super strict lockdown and we kind of had a little bit more freedom, but now we've done a total flip and I can't even leave my suburb and you're able to go on holidays. Yeah, this is it. You know, I sort of I've been on holidays to Ireland, been over there for a couple of weeks, enjoyed that. Got enjoyed the really cloudy skies and uh, sort of humid humid damp air. Uh was was very very refreshing for my soul and uh, then eventually made it back to back to back to sunny Bristol. And uh, I feel like our temperatures have sort of flipped as well. We had like 30 38 degrees in London yep. last week and you guys are in in winter. Uh, you're, wear, you're wearing your lovely, lovely woolly, woolly, woolly jumpers these days. Like I can send you over a lovely Aaron jumper from uh, from Ireland. You know, Taylor Swift's wearing those these days. So you, you'll be uh, you're really, really, really up there with, with high fashion. Well, I mean, if Taylor Swift is wearing it, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Tay Tay's doing it, and you know, she's promoting her her Lost in the Woods album. Uh, which you is what even, I'm calling you it. even know what it's called? Have you listened to all the songs? And if so, which I one I is know your it's favorite? called folklore. I know it's called <laughs> folklore, and I've listened to a couple of songs. Okay. Um, I think obviously obviously the one with Bonnie Vare was the best one because oh, of course. You know, uh, you know you could you could listen gaze gaze into the sky for a very long time while listening to that one. It's a very very good song, but uh, I don't know the rest of it sort of passed me over. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this isn't exactly a podcast about Taylor Swift's music, but I would have to agree with you on that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, at least that. At least we've got we've got some agreement. We've got some, yeah, yeah. to start us off before we get into you know the real <laughs> the real uh, hard stuff of climate change. You know, we've we've got some agreement on mm-hmm. on Taylor Swift. Well, that, I think that's progress. That is progress. Definitely progress. <laughs> hey, we haven't done an episode pod an episode of the podcast together in a while. Um, and we're up to episode seven, I think. Do you want to yep. share with me, I guess, some of your highlights and what you've been kind of doing um, without me? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been 
I wouldn't say it's been nice not to have you at least, you know, because uh, I have missed you, you know. I, uh, I miss you too. I miss your banter, you know. Um, you can, you hey, can if totally that roast was your, me now. If that was your attempt of an Aussie accent, that was absolutely pathetic. Look, you know, I, I'll try my best. I'll try my best here, but you can you can try your Irish accent soon. So don't I, worry. that's you not going to happen. It's going to be so terrible. <laughs> um, as long as you don't start talking about leprechauns, you'll be all right. But, I'll try um, not to. I will withhold. Yeah, but yeah, I have. We've we've had a couple of episodes now, haven't we? Where we sort of um, we we you you did interview with some guys. I did some interview with some guys as well. Yeah, yep. really, really, really enjoyed last week's episode. Uh, not last week's. It, it came out a bit bit before last week, didn't it? Um, with uh, talking to Seth in Wade Washigana. Yeah, really enjoyed that. I, but I've kind of really enjoyed our whole little mini campaign on the Atiwa Forest. I think that's been kind of a fun fun little campaign. It's been fun to see some of the people involved in the campaign maybe maybe you're listening today and you sent your tweet out to uh the Ghanaian president which we thank you so um yeah i really i really enjoyed the podcast as well uh i learned i learned i think i feel like i learned a lot about the atua forest which i hadn't necessarily known beforehand so yeah really really enjoyed that what are some things about that about the forest that you learned um that you would like to share uh well, I think if, if you listen back to the episode, I think I quite like what Seth talks about. He sort of marries the two between the sort of biodiversity side and the conservation side, and then how much of a life-giving forest it is for the people mm. as well. So it supplies so much, so much water, drinking water for for like five million people. Yeah. So it's sort of I, I really, I really like how the forest sort of ties up those two things around sort of human life and you know been protecting life for for plants and animals as well and and various different insect species and you know i got to learn about the togo slippery fog fr- uh, mm-hmm. frog even <laughs> and uh you know so that that was that was that was interesting and you know various different sort of monkeys that are under under threat there as well so yeah i, I, I guess i really enjoyed like it being a campaign that i guess we talk about creation care a lot and so it was a nice campaign that it sort of married that in the sense of nature creation around us and then also human human development and people around us as well so yeah i thought it was, it was a really interesting um sort of joining joining the dots i guess yeah 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 i what i've really loved about the campaign is to just be able to bring awareness to this issue to a wider audience like i've seen so many people commenting and sending messages being like i never knew that this was happening like how yeah. how, how is anybody letting this happen um, and so it just kind of reinforces like that, that we have power to change things. Um, yeah, yeah. like just because we're not in a position of political power doesn't mean that we don't have a voice. And so to be able to use things like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook to bring awareness to issues like this and give people a platform to speak their mind and to advocate for the things that they're passionate about. And the best thing is that we don't even have to leave our homes in lockdown, like just because, um, in Australia, we're in lockdown doesn't mean that um, we can't use our voice to make a change. Um, yeah. So I think that's been really encouraging for me to see a digital rise of advocates um, in a time where I guess it could be really easy to just be deflated and to not speak up and to feel like we're powerless, um, but that's not true. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that's probably been a highlight for me from this campaign. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Mm. And how what what did you learn, 
you know, what was what was your big sort of takeaway from the podcast episode you did previously before the Attawa Forest one? Yeah, so I got to hang out digitally, of course, with um, some friends um, who work for an organisation called Cassinia and they do yep. conservation. Um, both of them are like absolute legends. Um, I went camping with Anna and that's how we got to know each other. She's really good friends with my partner um, and she's just like the coolest chick ever. So if you're listening to this, Anna, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> no. um, so is Paul. Paul's also great. Huge fan of Paul. Um but I think what I loved most, um, well, I mean, really just in general, that podcast episode was really special for me because, as I'd said, I'd been camping with Anna and she actually took us to one of the properties that Cassinia manages um, yeah. three or four weeks before we did that episode. And I was able to walk with her and she was able to talk me through um, all the different species on the land that they're looking after and what exactly is involved in that process. Um, on top of that, we were able to talk a little bit about the Indigenous history of that land and um, the historical meaning there. And it was a really beautiful experience to kind of see um, the overall bigger picture of what they were doing. Um, one thing that Anna said that has really stuck with me was that, um, you know, in order, like, by getting to know God, we're getting to know creation. By getting to know creation, we're getting to know God. And so... Yeah spending time in creation and getting to know God through he, like through what he's made, through the trees, through the plants, through the ocean, through everything is a really beautiful process in itself. Mm, mm. Um, and so I asked her, like, what is something that we can do to help conservation? And that was her response to just get to know creation, get to know God um, and see where that leads you. So I was really moved by that and um, just, I guess, by the innovation that even Paul is doing with turning – I guess, conservation into a business where he um, is kind of commercialising the whole process and being able to make money out of it to then feed back into conservation, regenerative farming stuff. So um, I'm a huge fan of what they do. And if you haven't listened to the podcast, I would highly recommend going back and listening. Yeah, definitely. I really really like that thought that you just mentioned there about, you know, sort of getting to know God through creation. Hmm. if I, if, if I might say something controversial, I think maybe sometimes that maybe in our in sort of evangelical circles, we haven't really fully explored that enough. Uh, and I, I feel like I feel like other, other strands of Christianity maybe have been better at doing that. You know, sort of there's more of an emphasis on, you know, going out into creation, maybe doing maybe taking a prayer walk through through a forest or whatever it is. And yeah, maybe it's, it feels like there's sort of a almost like an awakening maybe amongst sort of evangelicals that you know that they can they can worship god through creation and yeah, yeah um you know maybe maybe we've had too much of a emphasis on the sort of individual for for too long a time within within sort of evangelical circles you know sort of very much just about your your own sort of private salvation and your individual mm. salvation and um coming to church and becoming a, a, a good person and <clears throat> all those things are really really good and and they're all part of our discipleship but I'm, I'm sort of excited that it feels like we're all we're having this sort of realization that you know our discipleship also means getting to getting to care for creation and understanding god um through the through two things he's done that way so yeah, yeah i think it's yeah. a bit of a bit of a shift and change isn't it yeah oh absolutely and i i think that a lot of what was said in that podcast episode ties exactly back to that so yeah yeah, if you're listening and you're like, yes, this is awesome, um, please go back and listen and you'll be just so encouraged like I was. 
And what's what's been your favorite episode so far? Has it has it has it been that episode or was there any other any other highlights? That is a tough question. It's like asking me to choose a favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, it was definitely up there. Um, but I don't know how I can go past Andy Bowens and the work that he's doing um, with Eco Bricks. Like I just thought that that project in itself was phenomenal, um, and the, yeah. his story and his resilience there is so encouraging. Um, so I w- I was really encouraged and I really enjoyed that one. What about you? What's been your favourite episode? Yeah, that one's definitely a highlight as well. Mm. You know, find find Eco Bricks really really inspiring group of guys and. I really loved how they're they're sort of adapting with COVID, and uh, I've been able to buy my my face masks off the guys in the UK, and able awesome. to, to be able to get some some masks made over in Uganda, which has been fun. Mm. Uh, but I think I, I loved Udan's episode as well, actually, because I guess I just find young people, you know, sort. Of, I'm going to say our age because I'm still <laughs> I'm still a young person in, in my in my early thirties. Um, say that hastily and mm. try and try and maybe let's move on sharply from that fact. But um, yeah, I, I think I really I really enjoyed Ulan because I just well I just I just love hearing young people around the world um, renewing the world. You know, like like what we what we say we do in this podcast and mm. and people who are campaigning and fighting and who are sort of not happy with the status quo and are, are fighting for a better. A better future so I, I find I definitely found Ulan really inspiring and really enjoyed that one as well yeah she's a she's a legend nice yeah and we're I sort of I'm sort of looking forward as well to what's what's coming up we've we've got next next month in September is this sort of sort of important liturgical time in, in the church calendar called season of creation which I think um should be should be a good time for for Christians around the world to to focus on some of these things that we're talking about uh, so for anybody who doesn't know, season of creation is sort of all the different couple of different strands of Christianity comes together, and uh, they sort of focus in from most of September. I think it's fourth of September, fourth of September through till fourth uh, of October, I think. And sort of it brings in Catholics, brings in Anglicans, Protestants, Lutherans, um, and also then the the Orthodox Church as well, and all all couple of different strands sort of come together and focus in on this liturgical time and so yeah we're gonna we're gonna be talking a bit about that with uh, Renewal World we're, we're lining up some interesting people on the podcast to who are going to talk to us about it and sort of inspire us for for what that season can bring and how it can sort of impact our churches I, I guess it's going to be about how can we maybe talk about creation a bit more in our congregations uh, it might have to be more how do we talk about these things more on like our church zoom things or whatever it is you know sort of while we're in we're in pandemic or if you're if you're in a place in the world where you get into meet face to face then then that's great maybe you can you can do that more face to face but um yeah should be should be interesting should be should be an interesting time yeah we um we've been pulling together a whole bunch of resources for a bunch of our renew our world partners to be sharing um over the month of september and there will definitely be some things that we share on our social channels but um one thing that i've i've guess picked up by doing this is that there is no shortage of material out there for us to be encouraged by and for us to learn from when it comes to creation care. So I'm really looking forward to being able to share some of that with um, with you guys, our listeners.
So welcome back, guys. We're moving to the second section in the in the show this week for you. We've for a while we've wanted to talk a little bit about sort of what's what's currently trending, I guess, in terms of climate change and climate news. And as we record this podcast, it may may not be as trending when you guys listen to it. I don't know when you might be listening to this podcast, but um, at the moment we we were sort of our curiosity was pricked by a article that Greta Thunberg and um, a few other people have written as well, I think, actually, sort of sort of commemorating the two-year anniversary of the beginning of the youth strikes for climate. And, um, yeah, so we, we've, we've come across an interesting article that, she's, that Greta's wrote. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put a link to the, to the article in the, in the show notes and that kind of stuff so you can, you can have a read of it as well if you want to you dive into it. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was sort of two interesting things where, yeah, there was sort of the anniversary was coming up. And then also, I think, a few of these climate strikers uh, are going to be meeting Angela Merkel in the next day or two because Germany's taken over the presidency of the EU Council, I think it is. And so they've got a couple of they've got a couple of policy asks for the guys. So, so I'll, get, I'll read them out here, actually. We, we might as well know what they are. So they're asking for uh, a, a halt in all fossil fuel investment and subsidies. Which is a, which is a big one, I think, because like the, particularly the subsidies, it's crazy how much money governments still give to fossil fuel companies. Even as we try and move away from from our, our addiction to fossil fuels, we're still funding them through through um, through subsidies, which is crazy. It, it just seems mental to me. Uh, obviously, then divesting from from fossil fuel uh, stocks and shares and bonds. Interestingly, the ecocide being made an international crime, which I think would be an interesting one. And then obviously she's up, they're also talking about stuff around just just transition, so policies for workers, uh, and then also carbon budgets for every country to have a carbon budget, which is interesting. In in an Irish actually speaking into an Irish context, we've got a new government that has a Green Party in it, and they're looking to introduce two carbon budgets over this this the course of the five year government, which will be interesting. First time that's ever been done in Ireland, and should really sort of change Ireland's approach to tackling climate, which will be quite interesting. But yeah, at least what were your what were your thoughts on the article? What what do you think were some of the more interesting things Greta was saying? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's interesting timing for this article to come out. Obviously, as we come up to the two year anniversary of the first um, school strikes, which have been huge for so many different reasons. Um, firstly, we've seen the rise of youth beginning to advocate for something that they they care about. Um, and that has been just encouraging and awesome in itself. But secondly, um, I think it's raised awareness um, of the climate crisis that we're actually in. Um, I'm going to be I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. <laughs> yeah, go for um, it. And say that I think she hasn't given enough credit. Um, I think that there's a little bit of attacking going on, which is which to a degree is fair, but. Um, a study has recently come out done by Oxford. Um, they started, they surveyed 80,000 people from 40 different countries to find out whether or not climate change actually matters to them. Um, yeah. And fewer than 3% said that it was not serious at all. So that's 97% of okay. people who yeah. say that climate change is a very serious problem. Yeah. Um, now, a very similar survey was done in 2015 and Results from that survey said that 54% of people thought that climate change was very serious. So in the last five years, we've seen a huge increase of people who think that climate change is a serious problem that we need to deal with. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, and this is why I come back to 
you know, supporting Greta's article. When you look at who is saying that climate change is a problem, um, it's the people who are most affected by it. It's the people Mm, in South America. It's the people in Africa. And the people who aren't concerned about it are the people from the Netherlands, from, I hate admitting it, from Australia. Um, 8% of uh, respondents in Australia say that climate change is not serious at all, which is kind of ironic seeing as, you know, we just had our deadliest summer ever um, with the bushfires that caused absolute havoc in our country. So um, I, I was... Uh, challenged by what she said Um, and I think that you know we're not seeing enough done um, at the levels that we need to see action be taken Um, but there is there is an uprising of people who care across the globe Um, but we need to amplify those voices um, and we need to be able to tell those stories and make sure that it's the people in power it's our it's our presidents it's our prime ministers um, who are making the changes that need to be made yeah, yeah. I remember back in, I think it was back in February, Greta came to Bristol, where, where I live, and I went to the, there was a march gathered and, and organised, and, you know, she, she spoke for a pretty short time, like literally just a couple of minutes, you know, and ev- everyone had sort of made a big effort to get there and, you know, come and see Greta, you know, it was a you know, big, big selling point, obviously. Mm. And, um, you know, she's, she kind of repeated the same stuff she's been saying, you know, we've got to act now our politicians are not listening, our politicians are failing us. And, you know, it's still very much the sort of the tone in this article, you know, they're saying, look, we've we've had this uprising, this people movement for two years now. And they're sort of making the argument that it's been a wasted two years because there's been no political action. Hmm. You know, we've had COP conferences come and go and there'll be more COP conferences that will come and go um, after this pandemic has been sort of, maybe subsided in in, in 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 sort of you know how it's affecting all of our lives and yeah I guess I guess I maybe similar to yourself I, I think it's interesting I, I think she's she's right in saying that maybe there hasn't been the level of political action but as well maybe it just takes a bit more time it I think it takes a bit more time for the political system to move into gear and to fully represent maybe what the people are saying on the ground yeah you know so I, I look at Again, maybe I'm biased because I'm seeing it in, in an Irish context, but climate came up the agenda. Parties that had green, good green policies did well. And now there's a green party in government who are going to bring in things like carbon budgets. Um, and so maybe, you know, maybe it just takes a bit of time for the political system to respond and react to what's happening on the ground. And I guess it's interesting, again, I think, you're, you know, those, those survey results that you've pulled out, it does show that there has been change. Like there has been mm. change, but it has been more grassroots people. Yeah are understanding it more and I, th- I think maybe as we you know we're we're sort of advocacy campaigners and that's that's what we do and we think about it our, our theory of change and how do we affect change and you know we you you need that grassroots change you need people's uh, lifestyles and norms to change and their understanding to change and that sort of then also puts pressure on you know the policy makers but it's it's a it's a it's a process that takes a little bit of time so maybe 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 Greta's right but maybe also, it just takes. We just got to. We got to see this through, and momentum will build. And mm. interestingly, you know, people people can look into this maybe after the after the episode as well. There's a lot of stuff on tipping points, and it seems like when a when you get to a certain pop percentage of the population, I think it's maybe 20%, when they change their actions, it causes this tipping point for the majority then to follow. And I don't know. Maybe it it's felt 
before Corona and pandemic, it felt like we were at a bit of a tipping point. I felt we were we were getting there where there was momentum building and all of a sudden we might see a lot of rapid change quite fast. But mm. yeah, we'll see. The, the pandemic has sort of slowed it down, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that I think there are a few points that are important to recognise. And I think that firstly, um, we shouldn't underestimate the power that we have ourselves. You know, as I said earlier, it's been really encouraging to see like this di- this uprising of digital advocates, which is true in this case as well. Like we, we have an opportunity to advocate for climate justice at the moment, um, whether it's in person for some lucky people or digitally for others. But um, there are lifestyle changes that we can make ourselves um, and there are things that we can do in our own day-to-day lives to help with this bigger problem and not saying that if every single person makes a couple of small changes that all of a sudden we're going to reverse all the damage that we've done and that's going to be fine. But um, the change starts with us. And if we can begin to change things that we're doing um, and be more mindful of our actions and the things that we do and how they impact um, climate change more broadly, I think that that's a really good place to start. Um, I think the other couple of things that we need to consider is that you know, we're in a really interesting time for humanity where um, everything's shut down. Like, like we Earth Earth Overshoot Day is this coming Saturday, and that's the day in the year um, where we pretty much are supposed to reach. Um, oh, now I've lost my wording. Well, we, we, we basically it's that point where we've used up all the resources for this yeah. year, right? That, yeah. that we need to keep us going until 31st of December, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and interestingly, this year um, it was three weeks earlier, so we used three weeks less resources than um, expected, uh, which is which is encouraging to know, considering the only change that we made was that COVID stopped everything. <laughs> yeah, it's still not enough. But it's positive to know that we can actually make a difference um, and that when we change our behaviours and we change our actions, we can begin to see a difference and that this big overwhelming problem of climate change, um, we we can do something about it. Like it is actually achievable for us to make a change. So I think that, that that's something to be encouraged by. Yeah. I think the other thing that I'll be really interested to see play out over the next 12 months will be what happens in the states um, with the election coming up and um, what changes are made as a result of that. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, mm. I think although I would to to play to play devil's advocate to your devil's advocate to Greta, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to let my I'm going to let my eco-socialist sort of flag fly here. Bring it on. I guess. Yeah, I, I, I fully embrace that our, our, our individual actions have to have to change and we change our lifestyle. Mm. And in a lot of ways, that's for Christians, that's almost like a prophetic act in a sense. You know, we're sort of we're living in, you know, we're living and changing our lifestyles in a way that isn't maybe as convenient, you know, to hop in the car rather than use public transport or, or whatever it is. And, you know, so that that's almost like a prophetic act to say we're going to choose to live in the world that we that we want to see, not necessarily the one the one that we're currently living in, and so that's that's already important. But I guess I do think we do need system change as well because I think without it, we're I wonder if we're just sort of almost just you know sort of moving the deck chairs in the Titanic a little bit, you know. So yeah, yeah. you know, the it's been really encouraging to see our emissions decrease, you know, a bit over over COVID, which has been good, and that's mm. I think that's really shown again where the individual actions that have changed have had an impact, but. There's definitely a large chunk that has to that has to change, I think, in terms of our 
how how our, our whole economies are organized how our whole yeah how our how do we how we how we organize ourselves as a as a as a society and as a species i guess has to has to change but now i better be careful now i'm straying into very big picture stuff and <laughs> um yeah maybe maybe we have to organize another another podcast on this topic which i think yeah, actually is probably quite true you know sort of individual change and system change how does it all marry up to 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 actually get our emissions down to a safe level where we we only have um you know warming of 1.5 degrees as laid out in the paris agreement so yeah, yeah interesting times ahead yeah very cool well guys i think that's that's pretty much a wrap for us for this week we're um we're glad you joined us hope hope you enjoyed you know the the dave and elise show no <laughs> no special guests this week but we we and nevertheless we have we endeavored to entertain you guys hopefully hopefully we've done that and touched on some interesting topics some more and some david is going to work on his aussie accent in the meantime uh, i'm going to get all the i'm going to i'm just going to watch home and away all the time perfect <laughs> my perfect my aussie accent through through the wonderful world of alf of home and away i think that's <laughs> that's 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 my plan elise uh, i am looking forward to seeing the result <laughs> great <laughs> Oh, and I, I, I can do more surfing. I'll go surfing and also listen to good, all the way outtakes. Good, good. All right, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing you surfing and hearing your accent. Good, good. <laughs> well, guys, do, do, uh, do, do listen in for the next episodes shortly. I think we'll be, we'll be chatting a bit about season of creation. So looking forward to that one. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Renew Our World podcast. To learn more about the Renew Our World campaign or to hear about some of the work that our partners are doing, make sure you jump on over to our website at renewourworld.net. And if you like what you heard today, make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss a podcast episode again.